Welcome to the Unpredictable Lounge Podcast, where we talk all things eat that and wrestling related. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first ever episode, and as the first episode comes, I have a member of the EFED community and the IWC as a whole. Y'all may know him as my best friend, uh, inaugural CWA Open Gate champion, NXE Tag Team champion, 16-0 and 0 OTW World Heavyweight champion. I've known this man forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ace. What's up? Yes. First episode, we're going in big. Uh, so, how you been? Uh, I've been doing good uh, lately. I haven't been doing much. Good to hear, good to hear. How's E-Feds going? I've seen a lot happening in TWE. Yeah, I ended up joining the uh, courts. Rebelling against my longtime staple. Um, oh, 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 it doesn't have to do with me. <laughs> but, uh, what a time! What a time to join to TWE is getting really big. Yeah, really. Since like um, Ace of Spades, which was like two months ago, they really have just been on a hot streak. Really have. All right, so as some of these viewers may know, me and you run CWA, Championship Wrestling Alliance, on Twitter. It is an EFED, and we have been killing it recently. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, well, originally it was just a bunch of, you know, smaller people with uh, McFafita. And um, Mac ended up leaving. He came back, and he's been really helpful uh, with uh, recruiting new people. Yeah, Mac was really like he helped. He boosted the promotion because he came in. I needed a big name for the uh, Battle of Victory tournament. I seen him popping up a lot. He had a bunch of followers. Did very good promos, and I was like, "Hey, man." Would really like if you can come, you know, do this tournament, uh, boost CWA a little bit. He's like, all right, bet. And he comes in, he wins the tournament. He's the first ever world champion. And then he had to leave because he had some personal stuff going on. And, you know, you just have to learn to respect stuff like that. And uh, he made a return, came back, started boosting us, started helping us with a lot of things. And it was just really helpful to have that guy there to, give us backup and give us support when we need it, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, you have been popping up in quite a few events uh, over the past six months. Tell me, what is the top five of your favorite events? Should I just... Since, you know, that's yeah, my... The one that you own, of course. Besides the one that you own. Uh, at number five, um, I have to put, um, CMW, Chaotic Mayhem Wrestling. Um, I've had a lot of fun there. One of the Uh, very few I've never actually followed in in your footsteps going to. Yeah, um, number four, ooh, this one's tough. 
Oh. I think number four will have to be um, OTW. OTW. That is a fun one. We had a lot of big stuff up too. And uh, mm-hmm. Blizzard had some stuff going on, had to leave for a while. But we really like if OTW comes back or if it or will when it comes back, that will be so much fun. Yeah, and you're an OTW champion, and you're OTW champion, and isn't an OTW tag champion with your boy here? Yeah, um, let's see. I've been o- OTW champion since March, I want to say. So, about six months. Wow. That has to be some sort of record. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Number three. Oh, there's three really good top ones that it's hard to, like, rank. Number three, I'm going to have to go with um, WWNXE. Yes. One of the biggest lead defense ever. It's actually the developmental, but <laughs> I joke around a lot and call it the um, A-show of WW. Well, you see, they call people up kind of like NXT does without the bearing, of course. Shoot, by the way. And... <laughs> I know, like, recently you've had Aiden Archer. You know, we have a lot of history with him, especially you after battle. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, yeah, I mean, so many good guys have been called up from NXT. So many different people have been, like, made stars there. Like, I know I my account got boosted a lot when I debuted in NXT because like, I was just getting that exposure. And, uh, I know I joined New Aces around the same time I joined NXT. And I remember it was me, you, Chance, and D-Hop. And we would just run stuff through there. And then after a while, we won the NXT Tag Team Championships as we still hold. So, I mean, that was crazy. So, does 2K feds, are, are those allowed on this list or is it just polls? I mean, yeah, it's an E-Fed. Yeah. So, of course, number two would have to be Exodus Pro Wrestling, the 2K Fed. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't a chance? No, that's um, that was LCW 2K. Um, oh, yeah. It was run by Jay, Frankie, and uh, Sean. Wait, I don't even know Sean. Yeah, Sean does, yeah. Yeah. I've, I was never actually really into 2K Feds. Just because I liked being able to like promo for them while the match is happening, you know. Which yeah. I mean, you can of course promo. You can promo for really any match, but that would just be a little bit more difficult. Uh, that's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the same one we've won tag titles in too. We've won tag titles in quite a few different events. We've won the tag titles. Yeah, we held them for like two weeks, and then yeah, we got I remember. Bit. I remember. Uh, I think I was actually watching that stream. When we won them, either that or you told me to watch it, and we uh, won that. I think it was a ladder match. Yeah, it was the uh, fatal four way ladder match. Yeah. All right, here it is. Here, here it comes. Number one eat fed of all time that you stand in that you're killing it in currently. What is number one? 
It has to be TWE. TWE. Telling you they're popping off, man. If you are on Twitter and you're into eFeds, I highly recommend joining TWE. Uh, we're currently having a lot of fun there, doing some big stuff, having some big plans. So shout out TWE for being one of the very few really good feds out there. Yeah. Um, having a lot of fun recently. Um, you know, I was basically floating around with no purpose for the first couple of months there. And then their Rumble pay-per-view came up. And I was the... I think 12th out of 16 entrants and I was up, it was very late in the rumble. So a bunch of big names were, um, you know, towards the end. Right. And I was able to fight it out to the final three. So I was really, everyone was really behind me for that. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, especially when you're in a bed like that with a lot of big names and you're, you know, just starting and just coming up. You really have to try your best, especially with promos and everything. That way you can get respect, not even like a lot of followers, but the respect of the bigger names so they can help you, you know, so they can show you good ways. Like I know, I want to say it was when I was going after the title and I had that match with Cleaner, one of the EFED police titles. And yeah. um, this was recently, this was like a week or two ago. And um, I know I put out a video because that was a stipulation. If I put out a good promo, he'd give me the match. And I was like, okay, cool. And I know Esselman, uh, he DM'd me and was like, hey, man, good promo. I, You know, you need to stick to that. That was really good. And I was like, wow, thanks. And Mac, Mac was also one of those people who would boost me and help me a lot in Ethan's. And he would rate my video promo sometimes, which helped me a lot and helped me kind of develop myself better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you just started getting into video promos, and I mean, damn, you cut a really good one. Yeah, thank you. No problem, no problem. It took forever to build the confidence for that, and then with all the positive feedback, man, it feels good right now to be an E-Feds. Yeah, it's a good time, not only just to be an E-Fed guy, but to be in, like a wrestling fan in general with fans coming back and all that, all these rumors going around, it really makes me like be happy to be a wrestling fan. You know, everybody started losing like faith in wrestling and until some bigger names started getting rumored to return. And then, you know, fans came back and everybody got like way more into it again like they used to be because, you know, COVID kind of killed wrestling for a while. You know, of course, you had the COVID era, which it wasn't bad, but, you know, it just wasn't the same. And with fans being back, you can just get all of that. Just it's so much more entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, just the Thunderdome and the Daily's place. You know, it it doesn't hit the same as like, you know, big arenas and stuff. So right. Um, on the topic of wrestling. Um, I know you don't watch a lot of AEW, but have you been keeping up with WWE recently? Uh, for the most part, yeah. All right. So how about this? I want you to come up with one dream match from WWE. It can be anybody, past, present, current, any title, any stipulation. 
what is that one dream match you would think of? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with Edge versus Riddle. Ooh. You know, just the two different personalities colliding. That would build up to that would be crazy. Yeah. Especially Edge from like back in the day, like early 2000s, like late 90s. Mm hmm. When he had more of like a douchier kind of gimmick versus Riddle being like the college student age kind of like stonerish gimmick. I feel like that would collide perfectly. I'm gonna have the uh, yeah that or um, Kurt Angle's like comedic character when he was like doing comedy stuff right. with uh, Riddle that would be that would be the funniest feud of the century I would almost guarantee you I would pay so much to see that yeah. <laughs> So, how long have you been watching wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, basically, just every, every... The first TV show I watched was Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so, 15 years. Wow. 15 years of being a wrestling fan. So, you've seen really all of the PG era kind of fall into place. Yeah, except I was a little child, so. Yeah, I mean, of course, but like the PG era, people say just it's not the same as the Attitude Era or it's not the same as Ruthless Aggression, but to me and you, we grew up with that. That was what we have always known. You know, people like John Cena and CM Punk and Randy Orton and people like that, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley, as he's known now, uh, currently one of my favorites of all time. People like that, as like our parents and everything, they grew up with like Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and all them. But I think, honestly, I've studied wrestling so much, and I'm only I'm not even 15 yet, but I've studied wrestling so much to the point where I know most of the stuff already. Like you can ask me a question from 30 years before I was born, and I'd probably know exactly what you're talking about just because of put so much time into wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I've probably not studied studied as much as you, but I've studied up on quite a bit of wrestling. Oh, here's a fun fact, all right? So back a few years ago, you know, fifth grade, me and you, we'd be outside doing safety patrol because we, you know, we were just the good kids like that, you know helping people get their cars and stuff. We would sit next to each other while working for safety patrol in elementary school. And we would do wrestling trivia. And we'd be talking about stuff before we were even born and, like, just knowing the things and, like, going back and researching them and being correct. And that's just kind of crazy thinking that a 10-year-old could think of all this wrestling stuff. From, like, the 90s and the 80s. Yeah. And that's how you really know because you're a wrestling fan because 
you can do stuff like that and not get bored. Most things, I don't know if you're the same way, but most things I get into, I just get bored of, you know, like I'll be into it for a little while and then I'm studying to it a little bit and then it just kind of fades out and I don't feel like doing it anymore. Wrestling has always been there. It's always stuck with me. It's always been one of those things I like to do. Like, yeah. I'm kind of the same way where I get into some things and I just fall out. But yeah, wrestling stuck stuck with me for a long. Now, do you actually plan on becoming a wrestler one day? Going to wrestling school and learning the ropes and going on the indies and whooping ass all over the country? Definitely. Um. I have to get into shape, but yeah, most definitely. Yes. I mean, everybody can work on that. Everybody can have that behind them. They just have to have the motivation and the will to do what they want. Because, you know, wrestling is a hard business to get into. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's fake. Oh, it's scripted. But really, you're there and you're taking hits and you're falling onto wood that has like a little quarter inch pad on, on it. And you have to get in shape, and you gotta run, and you gotta train, and you have to be strong to lift the people up. And it really, there's more that goes into it than a lot of people who don't study into it think. Yeah. Ugh. Man, I mean, wrestling as a whole is just something different. Like you, there's nothing like wrestling. A guy dressed up in a gingerbread man costume can go wrestle a banana in the middle of the ring. And it would somehow have some sort of entertainment value to a lot of people. Like, it's just something way different and way, like, it, not even just extreme, but, like, so dramatic at times where it's either going to be funny or it's going to have passion or just stuff like that is all that goes into wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling is just fun. It, it- is. To be fun, I don't think anyone should take it that serious. Yeah. Here's a good question for you. Out of your 15 years of watching wrestling, what is the fav- your favorite match that you have seen? Oh, you're really hitting me with the hard ones now. Ooh, um... <laughs> oh, there's a lot of those. There really is. I'm going to have to say Cena versus Styles from Royal Rumble. Um, 17? Was uh, it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it was 17 because Styles debuted at 16. So it was 17 or 18. Yeah, I don't think it was 18. That was the year Nakamura won the Rumble. Yeah. And Cena was in the Rumble. Oh, boy. Wow. So, yeah, that, that – Wow, that match has been actually popping up a lot. I've seen recently. Uh, I've just seen people talking about it because, you know, AJ is doing what he's doing and Cena finally returned and everybody's talking about, you know, Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I have some technical difficulties. All right, we're back, though. But, uh, yeah, like you were saying, there's been so many good matches over the past, like, while, like, wrestling has been a thing since the 50s or 60s, I think. Way before that. Way before that. 
it was like I think the twenties, like uh, at circus shows that they started doing wrestling. Oh yeah, I know that- one of the greatest legends to do it. The late great Bruno San Martino. He had so many stories that I went back and watching that documentary about him, and he was talking about how he would go and he would do all these crazy things and performances, and then that's kind of how it fell into place. I think he was one of like the pioneers of professional wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Now, I don't care what anybody has to say about him. I don't even like him in my opinion. I think he's got, he's definitely got something wrong with him. Just something ain't firing right in his head, but the great Jim Cornette, he knows so much about wrestling. He's like a dictionary, like a wrestling dictionary. And yeah, just him in general, like if you've watched anything about Jim Cornette, you know that he is not the greatest person in the world, but if it comes to wrestling, he might just be the smartest. Yeah, definitely. Now, here's a good question. So everybody knows that, you know, commentators are really big in wrestling. Commentators have been really a source of entertainment throughout wrestling. They're kind of like not a sideshow, but they're just they bring another piece of entertainment to the entertainment, you know? So, out of all the announcers through WWE, AEW, New Japan, ROH, who has been your favorite announcer? You're really going to make me get canceled on Twitter for this. Uh-oh. Michael Cole is underrated. I agree. I wholeheartedly, I agree. Michael Cole, okay, he repeats a lot of stuff. I don't get the hate, though. He Okay, I think I like him a lot because he was like a voice of my childhood. Like, I heard, like, he was on all the shows. Him and Jerry And he, you know, I don't like some of the things he repeats. It's not even that I'm, like, morally wrong. It just gets annoying after a while. But I wholeheartedly agree with you because Michael Cole – is just so good at what he does. Yeah, that 20... I think it was 2012, like, heel character. People hated him for that. I freaking loved it. No, you know, he was supposed to be hated. He is a heel, or he was. But I thought it was genius. Really, I did. I thought that whole thing, having commentators go into the ring, just that little cross-brand, it's not like... You know, it's not an all-time thing, but it's one off of thing at Wrestlemania where it was just so funny and just so over the top. I'll admit that they probably shouldn't have taken up a main card Wrestlemania spot for that, but hey, maybe pre-show, you know, you could have done that on the pre-show, and that would be, like, perfectly fine for me. Yeah, that I mean, really, I, I like wrestling so much where it can be any match. I don't really care, and I'd like to watch it just to see. Like, I don't care if I'm criticizing it or what. I just I like to see different styles and like how different people go about wrestling. You know. Mm-hmm. Now here here's a big question. So say you're going through the Indies. And you get a big contract offer from a major company. And say you have a lot of them. You get signed to any company. What would it be? Like major company? 
Yeah. My heart wants to say WWE, but I'd probably go to New Japan. Hmm. Explain. I mean, I've heard a lot about Japanese rap. And it just sounds so freaking fun. And WWE just doesn't offer that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I honestly think that WWE's I don't even care about the like match types. I like wrestling no matter what kind of wrestling it is. But just I don't like the lack of creative freedom. Like you you know better than anybody that I like to express creativity. I like to put ideas into reality. And in WWE, it's Vince's ideas into reality and, like, the creative team into reality. And I don't have the freedom. Like, you mean, I've been the unpredictable Jason Evans as long as I've been into wrestling. You know, I had my set character because I knew it was all characters. And if, say, I've been the unpredictable Jason Evans and all the indie promotions forever, and you go to WWE and they're like, here, here's a random name, a random gimmick. You have to do this every night. You have to cut this kind of promo with these exact words. Go. It's just really not fun anymore because you have that lack of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to, like, have to give up the ace gimmick just so um, a, like, what, 70-year-old man told me to I just freaking give up on wrestling. Right. Now, back on the topic of EFEDs, right? Out of mm-hmm. all of the EFED community, out of all the people in EFEDs, in no specific order, name your top 10 favorite people on Twitter. Ooh. I mean, you're up there, of course. Okay, without me being there, because we know each other personally. Other ten people. Um, the dragon guy. Okay. Dragon? Yes. MJN? Oh, yes. Nandez. Oh, yeah. That's one of my... One of the first people I actually knew about in... Uh, like efeds that I actually made somewhat of a connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden Archer. Oh yes, the Archer man. He 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 went from my name to Chandler's gimmick, <laughs> and now he's the Green Arrow. <laughs> Both the Sill brothers, um, Chandler and Chance. I've had a lot of similarities in my career with them. Yeah, Chandler, uh, when I debuted, and I hate bringing this up because every time I do, it gets rubbed in my face that I lost in like five seconds. It was 13. But listen, buddy, <laughs> Chandler, so we're in the LCW. It was my debut. I had that's my second EFED I've ever been in. My first BSW, and I was finally, you know. Starting to gain followers, I was only at like 50, maybe 100. And I remember I seen the card, me versus Chandler still didn't know much about him. I knew he was 
I don't know at the time if he was at a thousand or below a thousand. He was I remember, I remember being there and in the LCW group said he's like, Yeah, let's have a promo battle, it would really help the feud. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I start typing these promos and I can feel it, you know, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm putting out these promos. But what I wasn't realizing is Chandler has a lot more followers to see his side of the promo. I did not. <laughs> so I was promoing for like the five people that were going to see my tweets <laughs> just so I could go get absolutely squashed and have it rubbed in my face like six months later. That was my first day on Twitter. It was hilarious. It was. It was. Okay, so another backstory. I was on Twitter for a while. Didn't really – I was really there just to see what was going on with wrestling because I didn't really have much to do. And I remember seeing the EFED things popping up. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. So I joined BSW, which is owned by uh, Gavin. Uh, it's Mega B, I think, is his name. I think his name's actually Gavin. But I joined that, and I was doing good, and I thought I was actually going to like be something until I started getting squashed. But look at us now. I mean, yeah, but anyway, he joins a little bit after me. He he being you, of course. And he takes off, and I'm like, well, that's nice. Because I didn't get into EFEDs until like my first year of Twitter. Yeah, EFEDs was just, I I just started differently for Yeah. Differently than you. Yeah, but um, I mean, we've been killing it. But yeah, carry on with your top ten list. I think we're on number four. Uh, I I'm at five, so number okay, six. Five. Number six. Um, I'm gonna put uh Logan Slater in here. Logan uh, Slater. All right. He's been supporting me a lot. You know. From like, from the beginning of IAL when I started in IAL to like some of the WEW stuff, yeah. Um, another one is, of course, Mac. Oh yes, we've heard uh, the author. I love that gimmick. Man. That new gimmick is great. Heck, every gimmick he comes up with is just great. I swear, he's like Eved's most creative genius. Yeah. Let's see. I'm at like, what? I got three left, right? Uh, I think so. Man. There's a bunch of people I can fit into these last three. No offense to the people I don't include here. Uh, next person I'm going to have to go with is Kyle, which is the NXC GM. Uh, he had a really good career in WEW. Yes. He's also um, a manager now. I feel like that was a good way to go out. Yeah. Um, two more, two more. 
John Dioria. He's really fun to work with, even if I have faced him in TV like six times. Yeah, I know y'all are actually y'all's match just happened, right? You were going against him in uh, CWA Monday, right? Yeah, and that match was terrible. It only had yeah. like eighteen votes. It happened. To them. <laughs> oh, two more or one more? One more. One. One more. Oh man, uh, just goes off, you know. He, he'll turn myself. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I can just say local right now. Oh, yes, the local one. Uh, ACW Royal Rumble winner. Um, future TWE Tag Team Champion. I'm still freaking OTW Hardcore Champion. As OTW the- Hardcore Champion. <laughs> um. But number 10, my last one, is probably going to have to be uh, Pagnotti. Ooh, the man who would never sign to CWA. Shoot, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he just stayed in the group chat forever. In the locker room group chat, right? I don't remember who added him, but I know whoever did made a really bad mistake because we kept asking this man if he was going to sign or not. He was just vibing in the group chat. Doesn't even think he was typing that much or, like, texting into it. He was sending tweets. <laughs> yeah, he would send tweets. Not even plug chatting. Just sending tweets. He doesn't plug. <laughs> That's the thing. That was what confused me. I was like, okay, what's happening? Are you signing? Are you not signing? But, yeah, I mean, he's a cool guy to be around, and he's, like, good in EFED, but what the Christ? Yeah, it was Dragon that signed him. Didn't sign him, but uh, added him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they wouldn't torture me with, like, Sonic stuff because I didn't know much about Sonic. (laughs) All right. We're going to end this thing with a bang, all right? A lightning round. I'm going to name an EFED personality, and you are going to fire back with your opinion on that person. All right? (laughs) So, to start off, Chance and Chandler Sill. Uh, well, this isn't much of a lightning round anymore. Um, <laughs> too similar okay. to me. The thunder. Uh, the, the thunder's rolling. The lightning's about to hit. Um, I'm too similar to them. I'm, I'm, I need to start trying to distance myself, but it's just hard to have a lot of differences when we, you know, have the same kind of character. Right. Alright, Aiden Archer. Uh, he stole my name at first. Then, um... For the new people, his name used to be Aiden Ace, and then Ace got mad, and then they had a match for the name. I didn't actually just get mad, I was joking around. Well, you know, Ethan mad. K-Bay. Yeah. So, yeah, he stole my name at first. And then um, we've been, you know, play, joking around, like, you know, I'm going to bury you in CWA and everything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, he put his phone number in a group chat and I called him. Now I have Aiden Archer's phone number. Same. We, we can get out 100 followers or 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would never. All right. Uh, how about ooh, chill? Oh, uh, well, alts. <laughs> shoot, shoot, do, shoot. And I don't, I don't plan on unblocking him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really had nothing against him until all that came out. Yeah, uh, dude, he he was just kind of there, and then he started cheating in his matches, and we were all like, "Well, that's a little suspicious." All right, you... and then we had all that falling out. And yeah, all right. Next up, Jacob Ushin. Ooh, um, well, basically, you stole CWA's name from him. I've heard that. I I did not steal it. I was talking about making it. I was still really like kind of gaining followers and it was in the lcw group chat and he dm me and was like hey man have a good idea for an efed i go what is it shoot it at me he goes i go i like it he's like yeah i'll make you the logo thanks and then yeah so all of cwa success we really owe jacob Usian. i need to shout him out for that yeah he's also made um what the current flagship show that was him. He that made that one. And then AJ uh, Manuel. I don't know how to say his name correctly. I think it's Manuel, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's not actually from America. I don't know, though. He is. Is he? Yeah. But he made the current Monday night um, logo. But, of course, Yushan made the... Um, Banner, so he made the OG logo, he made the first ever CWA logo, which I don't have anymore. <laughs> I have it still just because I don't really delete my images a lot. Ah, all right, last but certainly not least, the unpredictable Jason Evans. Mm. No offense here. <laughs> But um, what I think you need to try to do is, like, try to distance yourself from the new aces in some of these feds. You know, try to make a character for yourself. I've actually tried to do that, but I just have so many ideas for not just, like, me with the new aces, but me versus the new aces, you know? There's just so many ideas. But, yeah, I know... UTW, I have some stuff going on by myself, which I'm not sure exactly what's happening with that. Um, CWA, of course, we kind of ended our feud a little bit, uh, foreshadowing. Um, TWE, I kind of got forced into being with the New Aces, but at the same time, I got screwed out of being in the New Aces. Shoot. <laughs> NXE, we're tag champs, can't really do much about that. OTW, we're not even technically the new aces anymore. Uh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing, too. Foreshadowing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I've been trying to think about new ways I can develop my character. Mm-hmm. Well, what a conversation we have just had. Thank you for being on the first ever episode of the Unpredictable Lounge. It has been a blast. Uh, if you want to listen, it will be on Spotify, possibly YouTube. Uh, I'll put all that out on Twitter so you can come check it out. Shout out to all of the people listening to this right now. 
shout out to all the EFED personality that have stuck with me and this knucklehead right over here through this time. Is there anything you would like to say to the people? Um, yeah. Um, I'm actually starting a new EFED soon. It's going to be called Tag Team Championship Wrestling. Ooh. It's going to be strictly tag teams. Ooh. That will be fun to look out for in the near future. But as it stands now, I have been the unpredictable Jason Evans. This is the unpredictable lounge, and that was unpredictable.